Welcome to AJ Deals, your one-stop shop for all your everyday needs in the heart of St. Gap, Kentucky. At AJ Deals, we believe in bringing you the best deals on a wide range of products that you use in your daily life. Looking for unique trinkets or toys that bring smiles to your loved ones' faces? We've got an incredible selection that's sure to delight kids and adults alike. Tired of running low on laundry detergent? Need a quick energy boost during those busy days? Grab your favorite energy drink and essentials like batteries, light bulbs, utensils, and more right here at A&J Deals. But that's not all. Our friendly staff is always here to assist you in finding exactly what you need. Customer satisfaction is our top priority. So whether you're a Sand Gap local or just passing through, A&J Deals is your go-to destination for quality products at unbeatable prices. All of this nestled in the heart of Appalachia. Your community, your savings, visit us today at 7416 Highway 421 North in Sand Gap, Kentucky. Our phone number is 606-975-9664. couple guests in the studio today they're actually sponsors of the podcast ashley lynn and hermina from a and j deals up in st gap thank you all for coming on appreciate it and uh, they wanted to uh, come on and share their story we had a, a group of folks in the podcast the other day recovering they was uh dealing with recovery and stuff like that from uh drugs and a few other little things and uh this is going to be an interview from a different perspective right from dealing with addiction and stuff like that as opposed like those folks that came on were directly dealt with addiction theirself this is what comes from dealing with a loved one Mm -hmm. addicted to uh, drugs or alcohol or something Mm -hmm. so this is that type of perspective today so if y'all want to go ahead and get right into it you can just tell us a little bit about yourself and and uh, take it, just take it away. This is your show. You can go first. Okay. <laughs> um, I have a lot of friends that who have, and well, family who have been through recovery. More friends that have that are sober. Um, mm-hmm. The family not so sober. And so I'm, I'm at the top of the line when it comes to supporting people who, um, who are, who are experiencing sobriety and rooting for those who are trying to. Um, a lot of times they'll say, people ask, Ashley, how can you speak on this when you've never directly dealt with um, addiction? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it... Um, my parents have always, they've, my mother mainly has always been um, on addiction. And I think I told Hermina before, I said, I got to thinking, somebody said, my first memory as a child was um, was this, as far as like good memories. And I said, "Oh yeah." You know, my first memory was um, was cops surrounding the house at really? age four, and them um, putting us on an airplane and bringing us back to Kentucky because wow, I was, yeah, they were uh, 
they were running with us because they were under an investigation for um, for drugs and stuff like that. So you've been dealing with it from since, around the age of four? Yeah, since age four. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's something else. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that comes into it as um, I don't feel like it ever ends. Mm-hmm. I thought when I turned of, of age as an adult that this is my past um but it's not it's it's a lifetime um i wouldn't say a prison but a lifetime of um seems like everything that you go chaos chaos yeah yeah it's like when i had kids i was like you know i'm starting a family of my own but then you come to this you didn't have that that um relationship with parents and family so how do you explain how do you um, show emotions? <clears throat> like I had to learn to show affection to my kids because I never had that. And oh yeah. I just I try to um, I try to tell people that I know that are addicted or um, are trying to get clean that my message would be: you don't want to see your loved ones go through this. Yeah. Um, to you, it may be. I just um, need this high or I just need this, but what are you putting everyone else through? Yeah. And it's there's, hard to put into words. Yeah. Well, there's definitely two sides of addiction, you know, the, the the actual individual that is addicted to the drugs and then the family member or the boyfriend or girlfriend or the wife or the husband. It has a far reach. Yeah, it, it reaches far beyond just the immediate person it that does. it affects. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it affects every body around you mm-hmm. every loved one around you and uh can cause long-lasting effects mm-hmm. on that person as a as a witness to all that mm-hmm. now i've never dealt with what you're talking about mm-hmm. uh luckily you know uh, i used to drink quite a bit and I th- i've told that on here you know in the past actually on that previous episode that i talked about you know i used to be a pretty heavy drinker but as far as like hard drugs and stuff like that, I've never dealt with that. I've never had a family member like be on hard, heavy drugs or anything like that. My uncle was alcoholic. That's ultimately what killed my uncle. Right. Uh, so it's mainly been alcohol that I've dealt with and stuff. But now even with the alcoholism that my uncle struggled with, it affected the whole family. Right. So uh, I definitely know what you mean. It's... And you always think that you can break free, but mm-hmm. really, you can't. Um, yeah. I know Hermina's, um, your sister's in Florida, correct? Her sister's in Florida, and she's dealing with the situation with that right now. And even in Florida, it affects her. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's your sister? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's your I sister. Have, I have two sisters. This is my youngest sister. Oh, yeah. And she's she's been to prison. Oh, really? And she got, she missed her. Our mother died. <clears throat> And she missed the funeral. They gave her a choice. She could either come see my mom before she died or come to the funeral. And she chose to come see her before she died. Yeah. So she missed all that. Yeah. And she got out. She went to Florida with this guy. Went down there in an abandoned building. Got caught making meth again. So it was meth with her? Mm-hmm. It's meth. Yeah. With her. Well, now I don't know. She's been messaging us, wanting us to pay, give her money to come back home. Oh, really? But then there, there comes a point in time where you, uh, I feel like you have to 
for your own sanity and you have to cut that off but she gets enough money that she could come back on her own mm-hmm. oh really so she, do you think she's asking for money from you all because she's you spending that money on, on other things well i said why don't you just get clean kelly don't you get don't you get tired of not having any money she said it costs a lot to live in florida yeah I'm like, but so you can come home, you can pay yourself a way to come home your own self. Yeah, yeah. And then when she comes home, I would just have to keep, take care of her, keep her up. Yeah. You know, people don't realize what that's like. Yeah. Because I've done this before when she got out of prison and she just started right back again. So. And I take care of her child. Oh, do you? So her child is here? with you yeah he got took from her when they got caught making meth back in it's been a lot of my mom died into it's probably 28 or something 2008 yeah she went to prison and it didn't even teach her nothing they took well hey maybe even longer than that i can't remember but we've had her we've had her son and she don't even check on him really don't even care wow Drugs uh, take. Go ahead. I just wonder. People have to want help, but then yes. I also wonder what are we doing really to get help. them in that clear mind so they can ask for help. Mm-hmm. We got the arresting officers that are doing their part. Yeah. Then you've got the middle person in the courts. Well, then you've got the jail that's there doing their part and trying to rehabilitate it to where as far as their reach can go. Yeah. So in the middle of the arresting officer and in in the jail who is sentencing them to to either getting help or just letting them back out because it's not the jail that's going to decide to let them out it's not the arresting officer yeah they can charge them but Mm -hmm. who's that middle man that's going to say let me push you to get this help and let me push you to have a clear mind so that you can want to do better yeah yeah if someone is still addicted and getting out the next day they're not they're not going to say i want help yeah that's true but they'll say they want help just to get out. That's true, too. The recidivism rate, uh, I've, I see this firsthand. I work in a prison. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a guy get out uh, one oh, a couple weeks ago. He got out. Two days later, he was back, mm-hmm. you know, to in prison. prison. In prison. So the recidivism rate is unreal when it comes to drugs, violent crimes involving drugs and stuff. Uh so it's, when, when it's just a way of life for them. When does it come to that point that they say you're going to do six months in a long-term, six months a year in a long-term rehab to try to rehabilitate? They may not want it, but if you push them into it, are they going to are they going to receive it the correct way? Are they going to? No, I don't it? think they will. Yeah. So they I don't think a person will ever change unless they hit absolute rock bottom. And they want to change. And they want to do it for themselves, not for anybody else. Right. And I also feel like that family members of addicts and stuff like that deal with being, uh, what's the word? An enabler. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you... That's always you, been my biggest thing. If I cut yeah. them off, then... Yeah, I know, it, it I know. Hurts, but. It's, it's, it's... Uh, I, I saw my dad deal with it with my uncle. You know, he would be sobering up and and go through uh dts and stuff like that just from alcohol right and he would beg my dad to go get him something to drink and stuff and he would say no 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 and then he'd finally give in because 
my uncle would go through so much pain and stuff like that. Who wants to see your family member hurting? Right. You know, so you go get them their whatever it is that they're addicted to, you know, but you're not doing them any favors, although you may seem like you are. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle is what it is. So I feel like that's probably the hardest part, one of the hardest parts to deal with as a family member that has a family member addicted to drugs Mm -hmm. is being caught in between a rock and a hard place Mm -hmm. constantly, not knowing what to do. You know, you you know what will ultimately help them possibly get off of that drug, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you have to, you want to help them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so hard to understand, and even more so for you all directly, you know, involved in stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And what if you go get them their fix or whatever, and that's the last time you see them? Mm-hmm. What I mean. Well, it's live, it would be horrible. Right. I live with that feeling every day because I just keep thinking, well, she's in Florida. Yeah. And we don't even know if she's alive or dead half the time. Constant Unless worry. she wants something. Yeah. She don't ever just out of the blue say, hey, how are you? Oh, yeah. It's, can you send me so much money? Yeah. And then she, she even made a public post on my sister's page today where everybody can see it, making this look like a dog. Yeah. And that's the point when you have to say, I've raised your child. It's time for me to cut ties. Yeah. And I know it's hard. It is, I mean, I think that I've built, words. I've dealt with it for so long, mm-hmm. I pretty much built a mental blocker to where it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. The thing that affects me is my children. My children say, why don't we have this family member? Why don't we have mama? Why don't we have mm-hmm. papa? Yeah. And it's because you want to protect them, but in the long run, is it hurting them because they don't have that relationship? Yeah. You have to protect your children no matter what. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you want them to have that in their life mm-hmm. and they experience that. Right. But rock in a hard place type situation, you can't do it. Right. It's so hard to, to be able to know what to do. Mm-hmm. Now, you said it was your mom. Mm-hmm. Was that the only person? No, all my well, I have one brother that he's in law enforcement. Um, he works in a prison. Um, I have another brother that he got on drugs, and um, I feel like because he didn't have that relationship with our parents, he uh, he ended up committing murder. He murdered uh, my nephew's mom and left her in the desert. And oh wow! I believe it's because it's all resulting from that drug use and the loss of the kids and mm-hmm. the kids not having. So um, it's just pretty much me and my older brother, and they were adopted when we were kids to another family. Really? Yeah. So I, I was stuck in the system, which is a broken system. That's a whole other topic for a whole other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my sisters were raised by family members. Okay. So I was pretty much on my own in a good way. I mean, in a way, it was a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. It made me who I am. And, yeah. Um, I just wish that some of my siblings could have been as blessed as I was with yeah. that separation. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I can't imagine what y'all have went through. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a, a little bit of knowledge about it. You know, like, again, uh, uh, having my uncle mm-hmm. in my life there while he was and dealing with alcoholism and stuff. But I feel like it's a whole different ballgame when it's, like an actual hard drug, you know, and right. stuff like that. It's a whole different ballgame. And what you said, you know, she made a post thrown off on you all. That's a defense mechanism so is what it is. It's any reason whatsoever to take the focus and the blame off themselves, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Well, she was actually hit by a truck on a bicycle. 
Oh, God. Recently. Recently. Really? Mm-hmm. And she's got this flesh-eating disease now on her leg. Oh, my God. And she's like, if y'all don't let me come home, I'm going to die down here. But it's a guilt trip. Again, you have to mm-hmm. go back to, I've raised your child. I've, I've done enough for you. You have to separate. And then the thing yeah. about this, we've had alcoholism in our family. My yeah. dad and his brother and my grandpa was a... He was a moonshiner back in a long oh, yeah. time ago. So, I mean, it's just a thing in our family, and she's seen all this. Yeah. And she doesn't choose to change. I mean, going to prison, if that doesn't teach you anything, mm-hmm. I mean, what's going to? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, if you go to prison over something, what in the world is it going to take? You know, but now having a couple people on here that has dealt with addiction, Caleb, Mm-hmm. Brown. Sometimes that is their eye opener and their wrong. It really is. Them. Sometimes it's prison. Sometimes it's jail. Sometimes it's, you know, getting severely injured, shot, stabbed, you know, whatever, car well, wrecks or something. She was shot in the knee when she was eight months pregnant with my nephew. God. They had to, they, and they were at a drug dealer's house. And the drug, when it was her boyfriend, Jaden's, my nephew's dad had run away with this guy's wife and went to Texas a long time ago and he came out there on them and my nephew's dad dove in behind her and she got shot right in the knee right above the kneecap they had to air fly they airlifted him and she didn't have him though till later on but she could have she was eight months pregnant now where'd that happen at Florida no, this happened in Jackson County. Oh, oh, okay. A God, long mighty. time ago. He's 23 now. And I believe that's one of the reasons he's autistic. She yeah. was doing drugs and then he, you know. She Very got well sh- could be. She got shot right when she was eight months pregnant. Yeah. I mean, just a little bit higher and it would have hit the baby. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, that that would have changed my life. I can imagine it being the most draining, exhausting thing in the world to deal with something like that as a family member because it's it's non-stop worry it's non-stop dealing with drama and i just can't imagine you know and the fact that you all have come out so good and done so good just proves you know you don't have to be a product of your raising you don't have to be a product of your past i firmly believe that um you can't make yourself a victim no, you can't. And it's and it's not to diss those that uh, that have been in that position because I mean some of my best friends. Um, well, you know, Keisha and Alicia. I wouldn't. My son, my my youngest, Nash. He thinks that the sun rises in them. Amazing people. They just bought a house in San Gap, and they were deep into addiction. And oh, really? They one has a cleaning business, and the other works um, a good factory job. And just seeing stuff like that is. Um, it makes you want to support for people to to turn their lives around. Yeah, and I had uh, those those people here from Lake Cum- Lake Cumberland Recovery. Mm-hmm. Every one of those people were uh, addicts, mm-hmm. and uh, they're everyone doing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica, Nick, Bambi, all of them. They're, they're those folks are living proof that no matter how bad off you are, and Mike, you know, Mike Cox that was on the podcast. Mm-hmm. That dude was way out there right. <laughs> years ago you know so you can come out of it it's just finding out what each individual person's breaking point right. is exactly. i guess and what what is that trigger mm-hmm. that makes them want 
realize they need to make a change. Mm -hmm. And it's so good to see that there are people who have been there in the active addiction that yeah. are trying to bring the resources that is needed. I know, um, is it Sling Some Hope that Ashley Gilbert yeah. just started? Yeah. That's an amazing program, and it should have been started a long time before yeah. this, but I feel like now she's got the people that um, are surrounding her and supporting her into, mm -hmm. into bringing that for people. Yeah, she's going to actually be here Sunday she, on the podcast. That's awesome. yeah. yeah. I got her scheduled for Sunday, so little uh I'll little secret there <laughs> but she's gonna she's gonna be here sunday i'm looking forward to that mm -hmm. uh drugs unfortunately is always gonna be here i don't yeah. i don't see them going anywhere as yeah. soon as you was to possibly get rid of one there'll be another one come up fentanyl you know who who knew what fentanyl was a year or two ago mm -hmm. now it's the most deadliest drug that there is you you touch that stuff it can kill you right. you know it's just un, unreal well, no, I'm not going to lie. I'm not no angel. Well, I've, nobody is. I've tried the cocaine. I've tried the meth. I've had the pain pills. Yeah. You know, but I don't do none of that stuff anymore. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, I'm glad that you mentioned that because when, when Hermina started, started first helping me, I didn't know that about her. Oh, yeah. It took a little bit of warming up for her to tell me about that. And yeah, yeah. My thing is, I don't care about your past. If, uh -huh. if you're doing better, 100%, I'm there for you. Well, well anybody, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, a lot of times. It'll be a girlfriend or a boyfriend that'll get you into this stuff. A lot of times, yeah. And that's where it started with me. Okay. And then I got to doing the pain pill. You'll start out like, well, a pain pill, you'll get addicted to that. Really bad. Quick. Quickly. Yeah. If you if you don't got some kind of pain, and if you're not very careful, you'll get addicted to it. I have a, hmm, I have a very addictive personality. Mm -hmm myself it's very easy for me to get addicted to things no matter what it is like this podcast i'm addicted to this podcast or just whatever it may be you know uh i went to the doctor a couple of weeks ago when they prescribed me gabapentin i think that's how you say it yeah which is a pretty bad dangerous drug i didn't know i didn't know nothing about it but i'm having these nerve problems in my hands you may have saw me post about it on facebook my hands are going numb as carpal tunnel is what it is. Mm -hmm. And they prescribed me that medication, gabapentin, I think is the name of it. And I brought it home, got it filled, and brought it to the house. And Patsy was like, what is that? And I was like, that's the nerve medication that they get prescribed me. She's like, that's really dangerous. You know, you better not take that. And it's scary that. to think that something that's supposed to help you can then yeah. turn your life upside it, down. That's how so many people get addicted to this stuff. and an accident. Yeah, and by accident. A complete freak accident. And me knowing myself and how addictive my personality is, I throw them in the trash. It can any of us. It really can. It really can. It's not that anybody has pre-programmed or just sets out to be an, right. an addict. Mm -hmm. You know, it's... Uh, purely by happenstance sometimes, just pure accident, you know, most of the time, you know, whether it be wanting to fit in with a crowd or look cool in front of somebody or, like you said, be going with somebody and they do this and you want to be a part of their life and I'm going to do this to make them happy. And if you keep that, then they'll be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you keep doing it, they'll stay. But I think, you know, to get over something like that, somebody's got to realize their self-worth. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And realize that they don't have to do that to keep anybody. Right. Exactly. You know. Uh, but me knowing how addictive of a personality I've got, I threw it's those suckers in the say, trash. Hey, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, I know better. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's really that easy to get addicted to something. I've seen family members, my own family members, 
getting a car wreck. They go get prescribed a muscle relaxer or a pain pill or something like that, and it's over mm-hmm. from there. So I threw those bad boys in the trash. That comes back to being able to get it that easy from a doctor. Yeah. It comes back to Big Farm and, and all the money yeah. situation. It's crazy. It is insane. <laughs> it's really insane. Mm-hmm. Well, see, my mom was addicted to pain pills. She fell and hurt her knee, and she was mm-hmm. getting them. And she took them for years, and we thought, you know, she was just hooked on the pain pills. Yeah. But later on, we found out, you know, she actually had cancer. Oh, really? And she had, like, these knots all over, and we didn't find out till she, like, had a month to live that she really was in pain. Wow. We thought she was just doing that to get the pain pills because she'd been taking them for her knee for so long. Really? Like maybe that's part of the reason why my little sister's that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's so easy when it runs in a family, and that's all that you see. Um, it's easy to fall into that. <coughs> Excuse me. I yeah, I completely agree with that. Just like anything else, if you're raised in a good home, no matter how you define a good home, mm-hmm. you're gonna live your life based on what you've seen your whole life you know i feel like you know i don't now that go i'm kind of being contradictory because i'm saying here a few minutes ago don't don't uh, be a product of, of, your, of your raising in your environment but to some extent you're going to be mm-hmm. that way it's just you know? whether you can break free from that that's now. what i'm trying to say yeah you yeah. got to break free from that mm-hmm. that vicious cycle of life you know that's what i asked her i said do you not get tired of not having any money not being able to do anything it just costs us a lot to live in florida so she's blaming it on like cost of living and stuff but she's living in abandoned houses really bless her heart do you think she'll make it to jackson county no because when she gets she gets money every month and I think they just get high. See, she was in the hospital because of that leg. I could show you pictures of this leg. Yeah. And she checked herself out when she got her money and got high, and it caused it to get infected. Really? Mm. She sent us the stuff to look at. And, I, re- you know, I looked at it, and I read on it. And intravenous yeah, drug yeah. use is one of the causes of it. Oh, so she's shooting up with needles. Um, yeah. I think that she got an infection from yeah. shooting up. When she t- when she showed me the picture, that's what. Yeah. But she should have stayed in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. But she's going to have to take that self-responsibility for her actions before you're able to even think about helping her. And she lies. They, they, they lie to you. Mm-hmm. Oh they, yeah. They'll look you right in the eye and lie to you. Yeah, you know and good and well they're lying. lying. Yeah. Because we, you know, we're not cold-hearted. I mean, my other sister is Michelle, the postmaster. Mm-hmm. Key. Yeah. Did you know that she's my sister? I did not know that. I love her. She's a really nice lady. <laughs> she really is. Yeah, I did great. not know that. <laughs> she's, she's. I'm the older one. Everybody thinks she's the older one. Oh yeah. I'm the older one. I didn't know that. And then there's her, and then there's Kelly. I've had to call Michelle a few times. <laughs> <laughs> we were discussing that on the way here. <laughs> no she's like, I don't know if I should know no that or not. <laughs> Nothing against Michelle. She's took she's care great. of it for yeah, me. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. That job is, I'll just say right now, is a crap job. Oh, I, I, anytime you're dealing with the public, even you all up there at A&J oh, Deals. Yeah. You, just, you just don't know. I can imagine the tales you all can tell. <laughs> 
she don't get home to nine o'clock sometimes, think, and she that, don't even get paid for this. I think our post office started taking in the Amazon packages too. They so did. Yeah, they yeah. made it even harder. Yeah. When she got McKee, she was in Batesville, and then she yep. got McKee. Yep. The minute she got there, she probably went in there a week, and they turned it into Amazon. Yeah, we. I had an issue. I won't go into it, but <laughs> I had a little I know what issue. You're about. You probably, we yeah, both do, yeah, yeah. I had a little issue. I promised I wouldn't talk about with it. my mail, <laughs> and I called her, and uh, I didn't realize what time it was. It was six thirty. Post office has been closed for two hours at least. She answered the phone, and uh, always there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, and I told her what it is, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm still here." You know, Wait, she no said we're closed, and then I realized I was like, "Oh my God, it's six six thirty, and you're still there." And she took care of it, and I've had a couple. For the job. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. She is. She's really wonderful. Mm-hmm. My wife went down there to drop something off the other day. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's like, "Are you Danny's wife?" And she's like, "Yeah." She's like, "We've got some mail here if you just want to take it." You know, I think it was her anyway. Yeah, yeah, it was she's, her. She told me. Yeah, she's super nice lady. Mm-hmm. She's took care of business for me a couple times. <laughs> but see, our dad was alive for us. Yeah. And he died when, when you know, my younger sister was just starting high school. Yeah. So they really wasn't that structure, that mean person to scare her into, you know, she wouldn't even go to school. I would try to make her go to school. So those pretty laid back parents. My mom was, but no, dad, no, my dad wasn't. He would scream at you. You would do whatever he said to keep from being screamed at because it hurt worse to be screamed at than it did to be whooped, I believe. He never whooped us. Hurt your soul to get yelled at. Yes, he did. It was kind of like the Chris, uh, you seen anybody like, you know, I helped my dad, but, you know, he would scream so bad that I done whatever he said, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He was the whatever he said. Had the bluff on you. <laughs> if he had whooped us, it probably wouldn't hurt as bad as this yeah. woman. You gotta have a buff over on your kids. <laughs> he did us. Yeah. Mom see right through it. Oh, do they? Yeah. Now my boys will see right through Patsy. Mm-hmm. So they've got her wrapped, right. and she'll probably get mad at me saying the same that. Way but, with us. Yeah. yeah, but I can give my boys a look, mm-hmm. just a look. They know, hey, dad's serious. Yeah. All it took was mom to say, "I'm gonna tell your daddy when he gets home from work." Oh yeah, it's <laughs> on. Yeah. Yeah. Mine are smart. They'll pull up the cameras and see when he pulls in the driveway. Now, how many kids you got? I have three. Three? I didn't know you had three. I, I think I saw maybe one of them mm-hmm. the last time I was down there at y'all's store. Yeah, we have the three-year-old. Then we have um, a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Well, you're, you're doing a very good job. I mean, you're successful. You got that store down there that's got anything and everything. You just got a big load in, I saw. Mm-hmm. Constantly, you deliver. That's amazing. Doing good things. Uh, addiction, back to addiction, though. Do you think it's like a, an actual disease? Do you think addiction is an actual disease? Or do you think it's something that people just kind of fall into, a mixture of both? I mean, I wouldn't say a disease because I feel like that... I don't think it's a disease. I don't think it's a disease. I think a lot of it's um, a disease I consider, well, I can't say. It keeps you from feeling. Oh, yeah. You're dealing with reality, maybe. I feel like you're going to have to deal with it the rest of your life um, as far as. Unless you face things. Yeah. They say when you're an addict, you're an addict for life. That's what I've always said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like if you want to do better, you can. A disease is something you can't get rid of. 
Mm-hmm. That's true. With that. Yeah, I believe that's true. Well, I have no desire to. I mean, you may do always pain pills or to take do any crank or cocaine or anything. Yeah. I, have no, I have no desire to because. But maybe I didn't get the disease. <clears throat> now, do you think that somebody that, uh, like, say me for instance, uh, where I've got an addictive personality, do you think that it's more that type of person that I it's addicted so. to stuff so um, easily? Because that's I a scary so. thing for I me. I'm the same way. Are you? Yeah, I really am. Um, And I think that because of what I've experienced, I think that's put the fear in me of I don't want this for my own kids. Mm -hmm. But I believe that, I mean, like we said, it can happen to anybody, but I do believe that you can have that addictive personality that makes you more susceptible. If I do this and I like it, I'm going to continue. Yeah. That's, but it's I you have the willpower too. to put it down. I believe that's true too, and I, this is this makes it, it is funny. But uh, this right here, mm-hmm. that stupid <laughs> dip. I've been doing that since I'm 15 years old, and I'm completely 100 percent addicted to it. Mm-hmm. If I ain't got it near me, or if I know I ain't got so much in the in the thing, I start wigging out. But I've been trying to get off of this by doing something else Mm -hmm. so is it something that's good for you or is it something that you're going to have to be like later let me switch this well for a normal person Mm -hmm. what i do and i'll tell you what i do here in a minute for a normal person it wouldn't wouldn't be bad for you Mm -hmm. and what i've been doing besides in in place of this Mm -hmm. i buy these little these little one dollar bags of peanuts Mm -hmm. just peanuts and I'll eat them. I'll put like a mouthful in my mouth, and instead of just chewing them up and swallowing them and eating them, I'll I'll, I'll hold them in my mouth and like nibble on one at a time, one at a time. I know this sounds crazy, yeah. but to keep me from dipping. So I'll, you're trading one for another, but which one is going to be better for you? That's what you have to look at. I, I swear, what yeah, I'm exactly. what I'm getting yeah. at is that the peanuts are so salty, mm-hmm. and I eat so it. much of them mm-hmm. that it has came to be a bad too. thing. Right. You know. But then can you graduate to something after that that's not as bad? Maybe unsalted peanuts. Not I'd everyone probably, has that control but, to where they can do that. Yeah. Well, here's what I keep thinking of. I keep thinking that I buy them three bags at a time. They're a dollar a bag. Mm-hmm. But for a normal person to eat them, no big deal. You know, they don't have to have them. But I enjoy it so much that I'll buy three bags and eat three bags in a day. Mm-hmm. And that, all that salt content and stuff, and it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm now worrying <laughs> that I read that peanuts and seeds and anything like that causes diverticulitis. My mother-in-law just developed and that. And that's horrible. And yeah, she's yes, been through it, it with that. Yes. So now I've got this weighing on me mm-hmm. that I need to quit the peanuts. <laughs> but And I do. I'll go like a day or two without buying a bag of them. Mm-hmm. They're like, God, my bag of them peanuts sure will be good, and I'll stop and get a bag. And But they'll be gone in two miles, mm-hmm. you know, just nibbling on one at a time, you know. Right. It's so stupid and it's funny, but I say that just to kind of put into, into – well, food is an addiction too. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm. I, well, I've it goes back got to like we two said. addictions now. It can happen to anyone. It really yeah. can, and we can't. I see so many people judge and they'll say, this crack had this, this meth had that. And it's like, that could be you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And who are you to say anything? Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard not to with some of the stuff we go through. It's right. Stuff. It is, but. Oh, yeah. I can't even imagine. 
I can't. But then they it. also know that they can come in and if they need something and and we can provide it. We're going to. Yeah. Oh yeah. To a Absolutely. certain extent. Yeah. Well, I mean, anything can happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. I work up at that prison. I worked in prisons for eighteen years. There's people in prison that got there for probably a good reason mm-hmm. for killing somebody that was uh, hurting their child or hurting their wife or. You know, you could have to, you could be forced to kill somebody before you get back to the gap, Mm -hmm. before you get back to your store and go to prison for it. You know, I would gladly go and do the rest of my life in prison for defending my family. Right. So it's just a matter of what type of situation you've been in can determine the rest of your life. You know, anybody. It's scary to think about it, too. It's very scary because I know I'm the type of person that if you hurt my family, you're gone. Right. You're dead. Right. No questions asked. And I'll smile while I do it. Mm-hmm. But I know what's going to happen afterwards, you know. Mm-hmm. Probably going to get in trouble. <laughs> so anybody can become an addict. Anybody can become an alcoholic. Anybody can get in trouble. It's just to what extent mm-hmm. caused it. But do you still go through all, do that when... You know, they're, down, they're lying to you and they're addicted to drugs? No, that's when you think of... I've done, I've raised your son, I've done this, and it's time for me to cut ties so that I can live my life and so that you can get on the right track. There comes a point in time when you have to do You mean cutting them off? Is that what you're saying, cutting them off? It doesn't make you the bad person. It it means that you... um, Then you see this post she's put on there. Okay, and you you block it. I'm a firm believer in... um, in, uh, in Tough love. love. Tough love. and that don't work with her. I mean, I, I'm just saying people's going to see what they, well, you know, that's embarrassing to Michelle. You know, she mm-hmm. put that on there and it's like, you know, we don't care about her. Don't I y'all? can say from personal experience, they eventually will quit when they realize that you're not feeding into it. Well, and what if she gets down there and dies? What if she's really telling, see, she tells so lies. That's the double edged sword that, people, that, you, that you deal with. You know, if I do cut them off and show this tough love. And she dies. And they end up dying. You're going to hold that against you. I think that, that go, uh, let's see, like when my brother's in prison, I cut him off and I feel bad. Um, I was asked to take his son and my thing was if he's adopted to someone else, he doesn't have to experience the life that we've experienced. Yeah. But I can't blame myself that I cut my brother off and he decided to take someone else's life. That was his choice, just like it's your sister's choice to do the drugs and to uh, shoot up and to to be homeless um you're going to experience tough things and trials and tribulations too but it's how you decide to react to it so you're pretty much thinking of the ultimate end game Mm -hmm. after all is said and done and the dust is settled what do i need to make happen at the very end of whatever to protect your own sanity and yeah yeah you can't be miserable because of someone else's actions. Yeah. You can yeah. be there for them and you can show them support, but if they're not going to accept that, then there's really nothing else you can do. Well, you see what it does to me. I come in there and I'm so I'm so aggravated that... And I see it and it hurts my heart for you because I know that I've been through it and my only uh, sanctuary was completely cutting it off. I and, could... I, and I do have to make up for things with my kids as far as... Uh, I know you know Lynetta and yeah, and all that. Yeah. From it. They're like our family. <clears throat> Ramina's like our. My son comes in there and he wants to see Mina, and mm-hmm. that's how I make up for that to my kids. Yeah, I might hurt in the long, and I go through times when I break down, but 
I look at the bigger bigger picture of I'm blessed and I have this and it's because I cut this off. Yeah. Because yeah. I I decided to have my sanity. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't send your money. And if I did, I know. I mean, she's wanting a certain amount of money to come back to get on a bus, supposedly. <laughs> Maybe you could. We've send her resources. Um, send well, I said, her. Why don't you get help? Why, why don't you get into rehab while you're down there? And Maybe. if you've exhausted all those, all those resources and all the options, then it's time for you to sever. Well, I said, why can't she see me? And I mean, which I never was, I you know, a deep as she was. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was making the stuff, mm-hmm. and they got caught making it. And everybody that she got caught making it with is turning their life around. Maybe you could say, like, make it to where, say, just say, look at her and say, if I send you this money and you come here, there's 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 uh, stipulations to me giving you this money. You go to some type of recovery treatment center and stay until such and such time that they feel that you are. Or maybe she needs to complete that that center before. Yeah. Say, so I'll give you money. the money to get back to Kentucky, but you got to do this. Well, and you have to think about her child as well. You're, yeah, he might be an adult, but he's got autism. And if she comes back here, how is it going to affect him? He can't yeah. stand her. Oh, really? Because of the way she, he thinks that there's a drug. Really? Secrets is a drug. Scared to death of it. He don't like that. So when you look at that and you see that that is the product of her actions of when she was pregnant and all that, that alone should make you want to be like, no, I'm not I'm not dealing with it. And yeah. when she comes back, she wants us to take care of her. She just wants to get high and bring any old, any, I probably shouldn't be talking about this, but it's it's anybody in there in our home, she'll have them there all hours of the night. I can't go through that again. I don't want to go through that again. Yeah. I'd have to just stay home. Is she like? Is is she able to work? I mean, not right now. I mean, besides the drug use and stuff like that, is she could she could she hold down a job? No. That's I think a hard you come one. to that point when you just had to balls up and be like, no. I mean, don't yeah. don't it make. Would, it, I believe that. Don't, too. Yeah, don't be like, yeah. I can't do this, or you know. Don't let yourself get in the victimized mind. You have to be yeah. like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing it, and I don't oh, have to do it. After she got out of prison, I went through all this. I didn't know who was coming into her home. She had every drug dealer that you could think of coming there. Yeah, you can't have that. She actually had a guy living in our home, and we didn't know about it. And he had sent his mother a picture of what looked like a, a spider bite. But yeah, you know they they actually get that. What is it? Um, Gangrene. It's where they shoot up, and sometimes they'll get like a it's a MRSA. Oh yeah, that's he, dangerous. He actually had that. He sent his mother a picture of it, and he sent the law. His mother sent the law to our home, and here they are banging on the door. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're looking for so and so, and I'm like, I don't even know who that is. It's a, above all else. It's a very sad existence, you know, because. Somebody that's addicted to drugs and stuff like that, they, they're hopelessly, helplessly addicted, mm-hmm. you know, and you feel sorry for them. You can't help but want to help them. You can't help but feel sorry for them. But at the same time, every time you're helping them, you're hurting them. You're enabling them. Yeah. You're enabling them, mm-hmm. you know. This is what she sent. Oh, my Lord. On Facebook. 
Oh my God, that's her now. Yes, that's oh. so she says. Oh gosh. And I mean, what do you do? Yeah. Is she telling the truth? I mean, I'm sure. I don't see how she hasn't had that amputated. Well, she's like, I want to come home to die. Well, why didn't you use your money instead of going and getting high when you checked yourself out? Yeah. It's amazing. It's so sad. She said, I just want to come home in case I die. Please don't leave me here. Why don't y'all miss me? I'm like, you, this is why. Yeah. Yeah. And that's embarrassing because people think we're just. I don't think. I don't. Her. And I don't think I'm you should worry about me. being embarrassed because everybody has <clears throat> skeletons in their closet. Oh yeah, everybody oh. does. Mm-hmm. I don't know one person that don't, and if you say you don't, you're lying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, some of the highest people in our county has has stuff going on, and there nobody can judge anybody. No. So I wouldn't can't. worry about what people think. It's more of worry about what is going to be. The long term for yourself. That right there is huge with me, and I know you're that way because I've seen your posts on Facebook and stuff like that. And uh, one thing that people really need to get over is worrying about what somebody thinks of them. I believe that ultimately, in any type of situation, that will help you. Mm -hmm. That will help you to just say, you know what? Screw you Mm -hmm. and what you think of me. If you don't like me, it's probably for a good reason. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you in my life no way. Right. If I can't be real with you, now what you what somebody sees when they look at me is what they get. Mm-hmm. I ain't nothing special. I've never claimed to be anything special. Like I've said a hundred times, the most special thing about me is upstairs. Right. That's that's all I need. Mm-hmm. And uh what you all have got that a lot of people probably don't. And I don't know if you know, uh, uh, realize this or not, is each other. Mm-hmm. Because that's huge. Mm-hmm. You and Hermine have got somebody right next to you. You all work together. You can piggyback off each other. Mm-hmm. You've been through it and seen the end game, mm-hmm. and she's right in the middle of it. Right. So that's a blessing in disguise right there. Going through any type of addiction or dealing with a family member that's addicted and having somebody there with you constantly that you can lean on, I would imagine is one of the most important things you can have. Mm-hmm. So y'all are blessed to have it. each other. Right. Huh? I try not to talk about it. <laughs> I would talk about it. That's the way to get through it. it really is. I really would. Anytime I had anything on my mind, I would talk about it. Mm-hmm. Myself, I don't talk about a lot of things to other people. I write a lot down. Mm-hmm. I write things down. Have for years. Well, uh I knew I couldn't, you know, come on here and talk about this without at least saying what I used to do. Right. Yeah. Well, everybody, just like, people, just like I used to say, everybody's well, got skeletons. They used to do it with her. You know, I know she used to do pain pills. I used to, you know, I know they would say that. Yeah. But look at where you're at now. Yeah. And you can still be angry with your sister and still uh, be proud of the ones that are sober. I mean, we both have friends that that are sober now and we have customers that come in that um we love to hear about their sobriety (coughs) and how good they're doing and i just you hope that that will be the the end game for the other for the other have you ever noticed that people that has been addicted to drugs and gotten sober is so happy and willing to talk about their sobriety Mm -hmm. and they're very happy about it it, that's those people that was from lake cumberland recovery Mm -hmm. they were so energetic and so happy and 
you know, somebody that's not used to something like that or don't know anything about it might think, well, why are these people so adamant about talking about such a because bad time of, in their life? Such a a big a big yeah. I don't know it's a brag yeah, to be is. addicted to something. And to overcome it. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a major obstacle that them people have accomplished by getting uh, sober. Mm -hmm. So I completely understand bragging about it and wanting to talk about just how low you was and coming out of it. It It makes perfect sense to me. And those people that was here, man, they was a ball of fire. And when it comes to that, it's like so many people want to kick them in the dirt when they're on drugs, yeah. but they don't want to celebrate their sobriety when they recover. Yeah. And that's not okay for them to be like that. Yeah. That's why a lot I of agree. people don't go to the, those meetings that Ashley has. The other Ashley Gabbard. Ashley yeah. Gabbard yeah. has. They just... Well, my thing is you can't complain about the problem if you're not going to be a part of the solution. I tell you what, I mean, back to what I'm suggested there a minute ago i mean it ain't none of my business you handle it the best way you know how because ultimately you know know. best but if you was to give her the money to come here the episode hasn't aired yet but i'll say this that the facility that they come from has an 80 percent success rate they said the ones that that were on the podcast yeah that's awesome an 80 percent success rate Mm -hmm. and they don't have a term limit or a time limit they said on people staying you stay until you feel like you're ready to take mm-hmm. on the world that's great because so many of them are like your 90 days is up sorry see yeah get out time. we yeah. we need your bed we'll see you a in lot of facilities months. is like that, yeah, and they, that way. they're not like that right you stay until you're ready mm-hmm. so that may be something that you could proposition her with say I'll, I'll i'll give you the money to get here but you have to stay not until probably she thinks she's ready but maybe well, until you you think she's ready. Right. Or even if you just make her show proof that she completed that before she comes. Yeah. That'll make you be at peace with yourself. That way, that way, you know, like I know you were dealing with a, a really hard decision. That way, if you do give her the money to do. get here, at least you know that you're doing something to get her help. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That way it's a kind of a win-win for you. Mm-hmm. You're not feeling like you're enabling her. You're trying to yeah, get her. You're kind of setting her up mm-hmm. for success. Mm-hmm. That'd probably be the best way to look at it. Yeah. Maybe that's just my opinion. I don't. Well, I mean, I don't ever. I don't talk about it to anybody. Probably shouldn't even mention it on here, but you know. <laughs> well, it's. I think for, you can't deal with things by yourself. You you have to let people in, and you have to let people help you. People people that have been through it are some of the best people to let help you. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I've been keeping journals mm-hmm. for years. And if I was to let people read some of the things mm-hmm. that I've wrote in there, you would probably try to commit me. Some scary stuff. To the prison van outside? Or the- <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably be more like a straitjacket type oh, situation. Okay. <laughs> Is that why the walls are padded? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Uh huh. But yeah, I mean, talking, talking in any in any way, shape, or form about anything, I feel like it's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Just don't but, let yourself fall victim because you can. It's okay to break down and it's okay to to be at your low. But just remember, afterwards you're gonna be like, I got this, and I'm gonna get yeah. through this. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just kind of aggravating mm-hmm. because you don't know. You know, if she's if she's serious or 
and you see these pictures and but she knows these pictures are going to make you maybe feel something or do something oh yeah master manipulators they, yes exactly she knows that so you just said it yourself she knows that it's going to make you feel something yeah she knew exactly what she was doing when she sent you that picture that's on my sister's facebook page really and you know, it's it's uh you know I've I grew up with a lot of friends that got addicted to drugs. I'm amazed that I didn't ever get addicted to drugs because everybody I used to go to school with was a drug did did, did drugs in some way. So uh, uh, and having been around all those people, I know that they will they'll tell you every sob story that there is and. I've been clean for this long, but everybody thinks I'm 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 still on drugs, and the, the master manipulators they really are. Yeah. So she she may have been trying to play you by sending you that picture. Well, before that, pulling on your heartstrings, which is what they do. It's what my uncle did. He blamed us for every problem he had. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I sent her a message before this app. She ever posted that, and I said. Why don't you get clean? Mm-hmm. Don't you get tired of not having any money? And, yeah. I, and that's when I got the message. Well, it costs a lot to live in Sarasota, Florida. Yeah. But you're living in a shack. You're living in a tent. She lived in a tent forever. Really? And when they got, she got caught for making meth down there, it was in an abandoned building. Oh, really? And the other people come back to Kentucky, but she didn't. And if she wants to live down there, that's fine. I mean, it's a beautiful place down there. I vacation to there. Not if you're living. Well, love exactly though. She's living in a building that has right. no electricity. But and if water. she wanted better for herself, she could stay there, and she could. And then the boyfriend she stayed down there with died from an overdose back in June, right before her birthday. This year. Wow. This year. And she's like. It also may be a type of cry for help. Mm-hmm. Could be. You never know. I mean, I'm by no means an expert, and I don't mean to sound like I am if that's the way I'm coming off because I really have no clue, but I've got a lot of common sense, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like, and I know you all do too. So it's nobody really knows what to do in a situation like that. You, you just kind of got to wing it. You know how, and, yeah. and you have to learn to be okay with that. If you, you think that's the best that you, that you knew how to do, <clears throat> then you be okay with that no matter what they say. No matter what, the, how they judge you for what you did. It's a con with her. It's always been a con. Yeah. So it sounds like you know, every, you have all the answers for she's doing this because of this. It's well, just how are, you, how are you going to react? And are you thinking of yourself and her son instead of just her? And yeah. it's okay to do that. It's okay to be selfish when it comes to things like that. Mm-hmm. I know I like my life the way it is. Mm-hmm. It's getting better and, and better. She, how old is your sister? 45. And how old have you been taking care of Jaden? Since he was about four, he's like 20. So she is a grown ass woman. (laughs) And she can take care. You took care of her son. To me, that, I mean, you know what I would give to have, which I do have uh, Nash's Nash's grandma, and I can take him over there here and there. But do you know what I would give to have a grandparent say, let me take them for the day, you know, and she has that 24-7 and has for 20 years. She don't even care. She don't even ask about him. Okay, then it's, you you worry about him and you. Yeah. 
I know it's hard to, to cut her off and that's your sibling, but I mean, I've got five siblings and I try to talk to my brother that's in law enforcement. We talk here and there, but my other ones, they don't want better for themselves. They don't, none of them have their kids. So it's. So you've got how many I've siblings? I've got five siblings. And you only have anything to do with one mm-hmm. and the rest are. Cut off. Cut off because of drugs or. Yeah. All of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Wow. But that's when it's you worry about you and your life. You come to that point where you want to have peace, well, and yeah. you don't want that chaos. You know how I was. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't like this. I would have never been here a year ago. Would I? Mm-mm. I've changed that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we learn so much from each other, but I would like to see you be able to take care of you and worry about you and not worry about her. Uh, I can tell that she actually is really wanting the best for you. She's wanting, uh, you see her struggle a lot, I guess. Uh, she worries about a lot of other people. Yeah. 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 That's got to be hard on somebody. It really does. I can't, uh, you I can't even You would have got me imagine. on a show like this before. Uh, <laughs> you would have never got me here before. You know, a lot of times, and it's not, I'm not trying to sound in any way like I'm bragging, but there's been people come on this podcast and shed tears and cry, and they get up from that chair Look, and they feel so good. I can't, I can't good. wait to see Ashley Gabbard's interview. I'm going to, she, well, she's a lot like Hermina, shy, and, mm-hmm. and I mean, it was a lot to get Hermina on here. Too. Yeah, yeah. I said, I'm not going to. Well, I mentioned you. it to her one day in the, <laughs> st- in the store. She's yeah. like, oh, I don't know what I talk about. They, nobody wants to hear me. I'm like, you'd be surprised. I'm seeing somebody go from shot. I mean, I met Hermina coming to my tanning bed. Oh, and, yeah? Yeah, and it was like, hey, do you do you want to help out one day? And then I've been blessed with her ever yeah. since. Yeah, But it's good to see somebody grow as a person to be able to come and, and talk, knowing that, what did you say, 20,000 people may? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I wouldn't yeah. even talk to people. Now I have to talk to them every day. Yeah. They love you, though. A lot of customers come to see her, and it's great oh, to I'd see Oh, I'd say that. so. Yeah. I'd say so. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason, you know. It does. I, said, I asked him, I said, well, what if I'm not funny? <laughs> We don't have to be funny. I'm not funny. We ain't got to be funny. We look a little funny. That's okay. <laughs> no, I'm the one that looks funny. <laughs> Y'all are well, fine. <laughs> I, I try to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of your best qualities. It's like I told him, I said, I go around smacking with a Slim Jim, saying, snapping to a Slim Jim. They didn't know what I was talking about. It's because I'm so old. And then we finally got on me and then had Randy Savage. I have to say, in my opinion, yeah. Hermina is like 90% of the store. She's the face and she's the person they talk to. Yeah. yeah. I'm always and I'm gone. old. <laughs> I am. I'm older than, I'm older than most of you. <laughs> Every time I've been in there, you've always been smiling and she talking. Is. and mm-hmm. yeah. Well, see, before I wouldn't have done that. I didn't, probably wouldn't have said nothing to you. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? She does a good job selling those air fresheners, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't sell them. You do. My, my boys love that store. They, yeah. love, they got mad at me for not bringing them up there. Aww. I think it was the last time I was up there. Mm-hmm. I was picking something up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I didn't want to take them that time. Uh, but, uh, Daddy, what is that? 
<laughs> but uh, they got mad at me. I said, I went up to A&J Deals to get some. Well, you didn't take us there. They love stores like that that's just yeah. got stuff everywhere. You just, every time you look so around, you find something. Yeah, you do. And you really do have to take your time mm-hmm. in in that store and pay close attention to everything because there's so much right. that you'll look over stuff that you need or want. Mm-hmm. They would pick up something and say, look, the yeah. I think the last time I was on there, I was like, I gotta call Patsy see if she wants this. And I was like, they got this, they got this, they got this, they got this. That and happens this, a lot. This. A lot of people come in with video chat. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I believe that you probably got that position up there to kind of open you up to more people and Isn't maybe it to be? maybe come on the podcast to open you up and get a little bit of release, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff. So no matter what, I think that talking about whatever is on your mind is real good therapy that's why i do this you know i could very easily get on here and have folks on here and i'd never say a word and be completely fine right but it's awesome for me to just sit and listen right i'm a listener Um, i like to listen i like to talk too (laughs) yeah i like to listen yeah i'll talk if i've got something to say I've always got something to say. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's nice to listen and see and see what's going on. I think that's why I like podcasts so good, mm-hmm. and uh, which I do watch a little video podcasts and stuff. And ultimately, I hope to, I will be able to do that sooner or later. I know, but I kind of <laughs> just like to listen mm-hmm. because video, I believe, is kind of a distraction. You got to pay attention to something. Whereas if you're listening to something, you can focus on other things. And I kind of feel like podcast is bringing back just the spoken word, Mm -hmm. you know, where radio is pretty much dead. Mm -hmm. That used to be the only form of entertainment there was. That was the best. I remember waiting with my little tape recorder, just take these songs off of the countdown. Yeah, yeah. And if you didn't get there, just off the radio. May have to wait all day for that one song. Yeah, you might miss half of it, and you're like, oh, my. Uh Uh-huh. I got to try again. Got to wait another eight hours. (laughs) You're not that old. You don't. I I remember. uh, I remember. I don't know if I did it myself. Casey Kasem's top 40 on, I think it was Sunday mornings. How, when was that? That's in the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah. I was born in 80. I'm 40. How old am I? I'm that old. I, I don't know. I don't know guys. how old I am. I was born in the 90s. Oh, yeah? I'm 43. I turned 43 in July. See? So, yeah. I'm born in 1970. Oh, yeah? When they, you know, when they quit making, when they had all the cool cars. Yeah. I want, my dream car is a 70 and a half Z28 Camaro. They had halves? Well, it's because they didn't start making them until the half of the year was up. Yeah. That's neat. That is pretty cool. I had forgot about that, but that's true. Speaking of cars, are you doing anything with the race that's coming up next next month? Uh, <laughs> have you seen it? He's going to drive that prison van. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to drive that big white van through. If they're signing people up, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Can you see it going to Pigeon Drew Smith? I'm a national, or I'm a, um, I'm a self-proclaimed race car driver. Are you? <laughs> No. You know, my wife is. Yes. Well, my wife's got a real heavy foot. <laughs> but now uh, that race is the Boone Forest Rally. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be there. I think I've, I've volunteered to be part of the crew mm-hmm. and stuff. But So was that something like all of a sudden or was it planned for a while? 
the rally. Mm -hmm. That's uh, Eric Hubbard in Back Roads of Appalachia. He's bringing that in here. I met him. Good dude. I was actually up at the, up at the post office in St. Gap mailing out some flowers yeah. to somebody, and he was he was up there mailing out something too, and he gave me a keychain. Oh Is that yeah. Going to be something um, that they do repetitively. Or? Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a series. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand. Jackson County is going to be one of the primary spots for these rallies and stuff. And uh, it's, I don't think people, might, people may not realize just how big a deal that is, but it's huge. You've got million, multi-billion dollar companies right. coming into this county. And I think it goes along with Jackson. I always say Jackson County is growing and it's either grow with it or get left behind. Yeah. And it's nice to have the small town, but if we don't grow, we are going to get left behind. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, did you actually know that there used to be a drive-in over here? Oh, yeah. My mom and dad used to sit on the roof of my mama and papa's house and watch the screen. Oh, I, I sat on the way here. I said, I don't know why Danny doesn't get in, doesn't um, invest in a drive-in theater. I think you guys would be good with it. I've thought it about it. It was awesome. I went to There's nothing town. like that, or, I mean, even remotely close to here. I think the closest one was Somerset, and I don't even think it's happening anymore, right. somebody said. I think it would be great. Yeah, it would be a major attraction. Mm-hmm. And I actually looked into it mm-hmm. a little bit, and, uh, uh, you know, you, you, you it's one of those types of expenditures where you got to have some partners, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's a multi-million dollar thing to get right. going. But uh, it'll be, it'll be I'm still it. I'm still balancing ideas off of some people, mm-hmm. you know, something to do in the county. Well, me and Eric has actually lottery, when she when she wins the lottery, she's going to build me a laundromat. Hey, yeah, I'll be I your partner in the, in the. That's actually something we've talked about. Is it really? Yeah. Ask Karina. I was like, I wish that the basement. I wish I could put a laundry. Shh, you're telling her secret. I know she's always like, don't tell nobody. Yeah, yeah. We've we've. Yeah, you've done it. I know. We've bounced ideas off of each other a couple times. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, Sangat would be the place for a business that's going to grow. Would, they used would. to be a laundromat in Sangat. Yeah. Was they in Sangat? I thought McKee had the only one. Where no. was it at? Uh, Doyle Williams had a gas yeah. station, and I'm, it was behind. It was I remember in that, now. In that same building back there, there was a laundromat. Yeah. As soon as you said Doyle Williams, I remember. I have the perfect building in mind, but I know that they're not going to let it go. But till they were, they would run the washing machines. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Now, what's the deal with the string of buildings right there through the main part of San Gap? Is them owned by machine. somebody? Or? Yeah, there's a one of them is a sewing factory that actually has government contracts, doesn't it? Yeah, that's they still Collins work. Collins Manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. there's still people up there. I didn't know that. Yeah. Right beside the road there. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't even know that. It used to be a soup kitchen at one time. Really. Then it was a tobacco. St- the end of it was a tobacco store not too long ago. It was. I do remember the tobacco store. Yeah, I remember the tobacco store. Mountain Mission, mm-hmm. and yeah. they would feed people ever so often. Yeah. We've been arguing about the Kip. Nobody believes me. There was a Kip school, kindergarten before you get to the far house going towards McKee, and they've cleared that off beside the new dollar store. Yeah. I know there was a kid school there because it killed me because I couldn't go. I didn't get to huh, I don't it. remember that. Hmm, that's something. Well, you really couldn't see it because there were these trees and there was a black fence through there, but you could see like the swings. Yeah. And some playground equipment. Hmm. I know that. That's, that's pretty been, cool. That's been years. Ago. There's a lady that had come into our into the store and she had told us that 
before our store was a church that it was a restaurant. And she said she's got a picture of her mom and dad where they met in the restaurant. And I said I would love really? to see that. Yeah. That'd be cool yeah. to get. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to get. We're trying to get <clears throat> pictures um, of Sangat before. We want to do a boutique and we want to make the, the decor to be pictures of Sangat back whenever there was like the mines. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But anybody we ask doesn't remember that being a restaurant. They just remember it being a church. Yeah. Oh, really? Hmm. And the lady's a little bit older than me, so I don't have, you know, I don't remember it. I I'll, I only remember being to church. Yeah, that's something. I'm, I want more for the county. Definitely do. I love when but I see places. There's always roadblocks. Huh? <laughs> there's always roadblocks, mm. man-made roadblocks. Yeah, yeah. I want more for it, and I love when places like your your place opens up and stuff, and it's doing really good, but you're busy. Yeah. I know you're super busy because, like, again, when I've been in there, Hermina's always, she's always in there, and then here comes Ashley running in, getting a bunch of things, and running and out, leaving, and yeah. going, and just all, I know it's a hectic, that's what you got to do. Right. I understand yeah. that completely. We love every bit of it, though. I think the biggest reward is when you see people come in and they're like, well, I've always wanted this, but I could never afford it. Or we wouldn't have this if it wasn't this price. We only want to buy mm-hmm. it from you. Yeah. I have several yeah. say that, that I'd rather buy it Shop from Shop local and buy it from us yeah, than go yeah. somewhere else. I know them cups I bought off you. Mm-hmm. Them things is just as good okay. as the original mm-hmm. like Stanley Cups. Yeah. They really are. I use mine all the time. Mm-hmm. Patsy never leaves the house without hers. That's great. She's always got it. I love hearing it. stuff like that. She's always got it with her mm-hmm. 24-7. When she goes to bed, it's right next to her on the, on the, on the desk mm-hmm. and table or whatever. Never leaves it. It's always full of water. <laughs> I'm trying to get up the courage to start doing some videos like that. Showing people what we have in the store That'd to be get good. Them into the store, but I just I don't I've got some confidence. I just don't have it all. That would yet. be awesome. <laughs> I've been trying for two days to make one because we've got a lot of snacks up there. Yeah, you do. You yeah. do. I, you all posted a picture of them batteries the other day. And I <laughs> she thought, said they he got, thought those were energy. Drink they got stuff. battery style energy energy drink cans. I was like, I'm gonna go get them. And then you was like, No, they're batteries, idiot. <laughs> those would be like really cool energy drinks, yeah. though. I thought. <laughs> I would like to see more businesses come to sing up. A lot of people, they want it to stay small, but you can still have that small town feel and still build your economy. You can. Uh, I think what people is afraid of is like the county may be getting out of control, mm-hmm. attracting the wrong crowd and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which, you know. And that's it, when it, you step in and you try to say, what can we do to control that? Yeah. That. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Subaru Motorsports and uh, Rally North America and all these big time people that's come into the county here in the last however long couple few months or whatever the they're county, in it for the right reasons I they really, are yeah they are they're spending a lot of money in this county right. and they don't have to i mean they don't money. have to they don't have to but this county has handled that really good That's the great. jackson county management uh, emergency management team and everybody it went off that hitch it was right. awesome yeah i we saw did. videos from it and i'm like you guys know that i love racing why didn't you tell me this was gonna happen yeah are you a big race well, fan yes i love dirt tracks mainly but oh, do you? I love, yeah i like cars and i like racing you know how i i heard of it because they were saying the pigeon roost was going to be closed for certain hours i'm like well why yeah. is it being closed and a lot of people they may see it as really inconvenience it. but you got to see it as we are blessed for them to come in and bring that to our county because yeah, it's buddy. something big 
Them it's not just the Dollar General in the gap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was so amazing watching them cars go down that hillside. Oh, I wish I could have saw it in person. It was, I, was, I was actually doing a delivery, and somebody was showing me the videos, and I was, oh, really? I was so jealous. It was amazing. I didn't get to go either. Uh, I, I was going to, but everybody here was sick, and I hated to get get away from right. them and stuff. So. That's understandable. Yeah. You just didn't want to drive that prison van up there with him. I need you to come take us all up in the gap. <laughs> I ain't yeah. riding. No, I'll, Patsy can drive us. Yeah, yeah. She, go down. she goes down Pigeon Roof sideways every day. <laughs> no big I, deal. I hate to tell it, but I did one time in high school, too. Oh, yeah? I passed like three buses and was sideways down at that very bottom where that little bridge thing is. I was sideways in a 1978 Grand Prix. The people that wow. rode with me about, that was the stupidest thing I've ever done. Oh, my Lord. But I lived. Oh, we've all done, done stupid mm-hmm. stuff. I've never done it again. I used to get drunk and drive all the way to Jellicoe, Tennessee to play pool, hustle people serious? for money. <laughs> Dumbest thing ever done in my life, but... We've all been there. Mm-hmm. We've all done stupid drive, stuff. I was coming home. You live, yeah. and, you, you live and you learn. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I drive all the way there like this. <laughs> One eye open. Thinking I was all right. One eye peaked. Yeah. Yeah. Till you've done that, you haven't lived. And they, and they all talk. The bus drivers talked to me. Oh, did they? I scared the crap out of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is back in 1988. Yeah. There's a few people that was with me when I did it. They all turned white. I turned white. You got it. You got it. Term. You got it. You got it. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I never tried it again. I wouldn't pass nothing on Pigeon Roof stuff. I was dying. God, no, I wouldn't either. I drive like I'm about 100 year old right now. Really slow. Unless I'm coming home from work. <laughs> I drive real slow too. Are you night shift or day shift? Yeah, night shift. Work 12 at night to 8 in the morning. I have done that shift for... A long time. I still ain't used to it. Never get used to it. Jimmy used to do the um, three nights on, two nights off. Oh, where did every, he work at? He used to work at a Luma source, and now he works at the at the uh, Rock Quarry Allen Company. Oh, okay. Yeah, he loves that. But it was always every time he went back, it was he'd go from night to day every time. So, oh Lord! Yeah, he did that for like two or three years. God, that it was rough. Really yeah. hard. So we never, we always slept at different times and was awake at different times. Yeah. Now he does the quarry and he loves it there. Yeah. I say it's like a like a playground for adults. Oh, I'd say so. Yeah. I'd say I used so. to drive a I used to drive, yeah, a, used dump to drive a dump truck for them. Really? For, well, I would go in the well, rock cool. quarry. I would go in the rock quarry and you might have to know where you were going in there. That is one of, this is the old one, the one they've closed down. Yeah. And you'd have to know where you were going to get certain grade of gravel. That is the scariest. You meet them big, what is it Jimmy drives? The the uke. Them big or ukes. The, yeah. And they're flying. Yeah. And here you are in a big dump truck. Well, if y'all, Rick, I don't know. You know. Yeah. And it's got this smell. I love the smell of that. I don't like the big trucks. I just like the fast <laughs> and, then, and then you would, they would load your truck. And then when you think you had enough, you'd raise your hand up and they would quit loading you. Yeah. This has been... Back about two, two thousand one, two. Yeah, that was one of the scariest things I ever done. I can imagine so. Mm-hmm. I really like can. Hauling dirt and gravel. Mm-mm. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Drove a big dump truck. Yeah. Don't see that very much. But we got there's a lot of places we haul dirt. You know, um, uh, down at Birch Lake. What is the name of that uh, fire? Uh, 
You can buy plants for a little greenhouse thing. We hauled like 200 and something, I want to say 250 loads of dirt for them and built that up. Really? Flood is easy. It's amazing how they can do that. Yeah. Earth movers. Mm -hmm. That is pretty amazing. I used to do stuff like that. I'd be so strung, you know, high strung after all that because it was like the adrenaline. Adrenaline. Mm hmm. If you, I mean, there's like a lot of things to remember. It had like a, you had to remember to lift this uh, handle up whenever you went to dump your load if you didn't because the whole truck would go back if you were over a hill. Yeah. I done that once in Richmond. <clears throat> I forgot to lift the handle up. Wow. <laughs> Gosh, I'm out of So the whole truck went up sitting on the tailgate. Oh my God. Looking up at the air. <laughs> yes, I was scared to death. Uh, I'd say so. I'd be scared. <laughs> yeah, I'd be freaked out. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Dale Johnson was we was working with Dale which was my cousin's uh, father-in-law <laughs> he couldn't get there and he just started cracking up laughing at me wow and he had to pull me down gosh now how long did you do that about two years hauling dirt gravel I see some of these videos on YouTube of people using this big heavy machinery like cutting down trees this thing I, will come and grab the tree oh, and saw it down mm-hmm. I'm like I'd do that for free right I'd just do that. That'd be playing all yeah. day for me. Well, a backhoe's the same way, digging in dirt. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. If you enjoy your job, you'll never work a day yeah. in your life. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah, that that <laughs> that's amazing what contraptions they've got. They've got another thing that just kind of, you hit a tree from and the very top and it just down. grinds oh, yes. it Those up. I'm like, oh, things. my God, I want to do that. <laughs> I want to just see what all I can grind up. Right. Or these videos on YouTube of these big hydraulic Watch presses. You won't have one left if you get one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the hydraulic presses, do you mean like uh, the heat presses or? Or, well, the things that's just come down and smash like and stuff. Like a stamper type thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love doing stuff like that. I've got a, we just bought, I had to buy a new washer and dryer mm-hmm. <laughs> not long ago. I saw your Yeah, house. and I had big plans to blow it up because it don't work. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm not going to, yeah. but I thought, you know, what could I do with that? And it don't work. Have you ever seen the little CO2 cartridges? Yeah. Oh my, don't put one of those in there. Oh, what does it do? Kaboom. Turn it on, you mean? And No, like, if you're going to, you meant like blow it up outside? Yeah. No, explode no. it. Yeah, it will explode it. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got some stuff to, to, blow, to blow it, it into a million pieces. Mm-hmm. Can't say what. Wait, I'm lying. Do it when we're not here and send us a video of it. Yeah, I might do it. I think I've actually decided just to pull it out here in my big turnaround spot Mm -hmm. and let my boys just tear it all to pieces. Give them a couple baseball bats and say, go to town. Oh, have you seen those? They have these businesses. They're like um, like smash rooms, and you actually. For stress. There's one in Lexington. Is there? Yeah, it's called Lex Rage. That sounds. And I've been wanting to go. That would be neat. They're well, needing stuff to. to I, don't like the, I don't like the lock-in places. I would like something like that. Yeah, well, I was actually at work last night and got on LEX 18, and they was needing people to donate stuff mm-hmm. to them because they said they was running low on <laughs> stuff to smash. I got a washer. And that's what I was going to do, but they don't accept washers. Well. They just accept, like, a very small amount of mm-hmm. things, you know, nothing that can contain water <laughs> or anything like that, and... I guess it's just maybe too big or something, yeah. but I thought, well, I'll just let my boys destroy it, which they could probably do real easy. Yeah. Especially with a couple of good, solid baseball bats. They seem like really good boys. They really are. Mm-hmm. Really good boys. Hardly ever have to say a word to them. Mm-hmm. 
super good boys. I'm very proud of them. Y'all have done real good on this. Thank you. It's been nice being here. Yeah. Congratulations on your podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's going really good. Thank Still you. Still think uh, you should auction off this table, though. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think I've seen somebody's got a door made like this. Our floors are like this. Are they? Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm pretty proud of it. I wanted to... I told Patsy, it was Patsy knows how I am. Anytime I get these ideas of something to do, she knows I go all out. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to do it right the first time. I do it right the first I try to, you know, what my is biggest right thing in my I'm head. always like, if you plan this, you're doing it yourself. Don't I don't ask me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh I told her I said, I'm gonna build me a table, mm-hmm. get all the equipment I need and stuff and make do right. I just got these in today mm-hmm. and these mats. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty neat. I like know. that. We need the exercise thing. Yeah. In the dumbbells. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where we put We just got that here. not long ago. For I don't use it, Patsy does, but oh I don't know. I'm pretty proud of it. Y'all have done, uh, should be proud of yourself with your store. I'm telling you, and I ain't saying this just because y'all are a sponsor of the, of the podcast. AJ Deals has about anything you want. Mm-hmm. And if you ain't got it, you can get it. Mm-hmm. And uh, y'all, uh, I, I don't know how to say this. You all get some things in there that aren't normally sold in this county. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so I want to commend you on there, that for a, having the... There's a stigma. There is. If you want it, I'm going to sell it to you. There, that's right. You know, and the, I, I just think that that's awesome mm-hmm. that you all have got the guts mm-hmm to know that there is a need for certain things in this county right. and you don't necessarily Maybe have to go for some divorce lawyers afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i just thought that was awesome that you all have have make certain things available to people that's that's really good you know i mean that's part of life and it's good that you all supplies mm-hmm. everything you wouldn't believe the, some of the requests that we get Oh, I'd imagine. They ask for everything. I imagine so. But I, it, I love whenever they ask for it, and then it might be a couple weeks later, but then I find it, and it's like, I automatically think back to that customer and what they wanted, and it's like, yes, yeah, I can yeah. finally feel that need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. I've won the lottery. Yeah, and that yeah. was not for me. I've won the lottery. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, I wanted to, I, I know I, I wanted to make a point to thank y'all for, for everything and doing such a good job, and and thank you for bringing awareness to a lot of things that need awareness. Everybody may not agree with everything that um, is talked about, and they don't have to, but there's that need Everybody for things to be opinion. heard and information to be put out. Well, you know, I we're doing. I'm doing this giveaway mm-hmm. this evening. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's coming yeah. up in an hour. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I was going through the list of members on the page, and there was like... I don't know, a handful of people that left the page. It, it tells you uh, who's left the page. And I can look at that person's name, and then I can go immediately in my mind to the episode that pissed them off <laughs> and made but them leave. But they always leave. find their way back, because there's always going to be that episode that they needed to hear. Yeah, yeah, you I believe know. so. And they don't have to agree with everything. They may just be here being nosy. Or no, anything. and what I want to say to that is, is that if I say something that pisses somebody off or offends somebody, there's there's, there's a, a lot here. of chairs and, here. And the thing with you is, 
you'll let them speak their part too and you'll listen well, yeah. to them. Yeah. I ain't going to jump and on nobody. And do that. Exactly. Yeah. I ain't going to jump on nobody right. for feeling any way about anything. Right. I am the type of person where you can hate my guts and I'll still talk to you about something or debate with you about anything. Just like I said, I think the last time I was recording, I can disagree with you about something mm-hmm. or even get mad at you about something. And I'm not going to be... You're going to shake their hand afterwards. I'm going to shake your hand afterwards, and I'm not going to hate you just because you think differently than me. And this county is not going to be built on one person's opinion, or it's going to be built on facts and getting the facts out there. Yeah. yeah. And on anything, not just this county. Oh, yeah. Good job. I appreciate it. It's inevitable. You ain't going to please everybody. I'm not. There's... uh, Always going to be somebody mad at you. The only thing about me is that a lot of people don't like is that if I do make you mad, that's your problem. Right. You know, deal with it best you there's can. I always feel like there's a reason, though, you know. <laughs> yeah, they are. Just because are. people don't want to hear the truth or people don't want to, they don't want things brought up. But mm-hmm. we didn't get to where you are today. I'm not that type of person. Kissing everybody's. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just not the type of person to really. You seem pretty successful with the way. I, I'm think. just not the type of person to worry about what somebody thinks take about notes, me. Take notes for me. <laughs> I really ain't. I used to not be that way. But, I didn't either. Uh, I used to be a people pleaser, and yeah. every now and then I catch myself doing it again, and I'm like, I guess like cash on the wall right there, middle finger in the air. Yeah, Who that's kind of why I put that uh, up yeah. there. You know, that's probably one of the first things somebody sees when they come in here. Yeah. <laughs> I guess what it is is people's hurt my feelings so much that yeah, you don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah, I know it. I mean, well, I kind of get there that. There is a respect limit and there's boundaries, but yeah, I'm not going to go out of my way to hurt somebody right. or or, well, or intentionally mat- say something. Right, but you matter too, right? Yeah. But what I feel like I shouldn't. I don't feel like that I should ever water sugarcoat yeah. anything for anybody. Right. And my thing is, if you're speaking the truth, who gives a crap that you're saying it? I mean, it's the truth. It's there. Just because it doesn't yeah. look as pretty as they think it should, yeah, doesn't mean it shouldn't be said. Well, I'm getting better. You are. <laughs> well, that's good because I tell you what, uh, I got more confidence than you said. If you put on a fake for anybody, you're gonna have to fake it for the rest of your life. And eventually, it's gonna come back and mm-hmm. bite you. I, there's a there's a there's a phrase that I love. A quote. Mm-hmm. It's I, I love quotes. I've got uh, several that I really like. But one in particular I like is that it says, uh, no living man has a good enough memory to be a successful liar. I love that. I've never heard that. Like, Meaning you can't, can't remember all the lies that you've told, so you're going to trip up sooner or later. So you're better off just, just to tell the truth the first either. time. Yep. That way you won't have to remember your lies. Right. That would become a job. Yeah, it would. I know Full-time a lot of people. Don't people get paid that, for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know people that have diabetes. Mm-hmm. Libby. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. I ain't never heard that. <laughs> I ain't never heard libetes. Well, there's people that have it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know a lot of people do. You can't help them either. Yeah. There's no cure for libetes. Libetes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all have done real good. I'm I'm glad for y'all coming on here and being so open about about. Uh, what y'all have dealt with and stuff it's, it takes a lot of courage and bravery to come on here and talk about it especially when so many people's going to hear it uh yeah totally people in other parts of the country or in the world really <clears> is going to hear it 
Yeah, 17 different countries. Be, I don't need to be on there. <laughs> well, well I appreciate Jackson it. <laughs> I appreciate it. I mean, I've told things on here that I've never told anybody. Well, there's a lot of people don't know the stuff that I told. Well, if anybody's I just hope it gets to the point where people can speak out and feel like they're not going to be judged for, mm-hmm. not here, but in this in this county, everybody seems like everybody wants to keep everything hushed because they feel like what their neighbor is going to think is going to yeah is going to be the end to them yeah and it shouldn't be like that if people would just kind of not care mm-hmm. exactly. I, that i know that sounds harsh it's true, and though. even rude mm-hmm. but people are so um pre-programmed to oh i can't say this around this person or i can't say this around this person i do well, that's just the way I am, you know. Take me at face value because I'm not going to hold back. Right. I, I just can't. I, I'd be lying to myself if I did. Right. And some of the most, some of my closest friends have told me things that I did not want to hear, but I know that they're being honest with me. That's and a true you may friend. Be the only person that they feel. But they feel like they're oh, supposed yeah. to say that. I have a lot of people at work at that prison. They'll come and ask me about things, what I think about it, because they know I'll tell them the truth whether they like it or not. Right. And a lot of people at work at my job is like the same way I am. I'm not, you know, I'm not the only one by any means. But mm-hmm. usually those people that are just like me are the ones that I get along with the best. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll tell me I'm being stupid if I'm being stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, they're real. That's why I prefer my people to be <laughs> isn't that job really hard on you sometimes the things that you see and oh yeah yeah seen a lot of bad things it's a lot of boring you know 90 percent of the time there ain't nothing happening but that 10 percent outweighs the 90 yeah when it does fly off the handle my brother that works in the prison system he's had his hand broken and everything it's been oh yeah well, I think that actually my problem with my hands is because of a prior injury. Mm-hmm. I'm finding out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, probably going to have to have surgery, which is not a big deal. The surgery, I don't think is. But, right. yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a dangerous environment, but so is driving down the road. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. You know, you can get killed doing anything. But anyway, that's all I got. If y'all got anything else. We'll set you here all evening. I ain't got nothing to do. Oh, I think I've said it all. I think, I think we're good. All right. Well, I appreciate y'all coming on. Everybody check out A&J Deals on Facebook. Check out A&J Deals up in San Gap. They've got everything. If they can't get it, they'll – or if they ain't got it, they'll get it. And y'all do delivery in what counties now? Jackson County, well, Berea, Richmond, Irvine. So all over pretty and much. ship as well, yeah. 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 I'll even drop it off at your house if it's yeah, on the we do a, There we have a couple elderly that we uh, actually deliver to the That's house. good. Yeah, That's can, awesome. We met the, I met the people that bought Beefy's house. Yeah. And, I, you know, they've become pretty good friends. Yeah, they come to our store That's now. good. I yeah. said, I'll drop off anything you want. My son goes <laughs> to school with their, with one of their kids. Oh, really? really That's good. good. Yeah. That's good. Was they originally from here? Or did no, they they're move? from Richmond. Yeah. Oh, do they move in from Richmond? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. They've got some ideas about businesses as well. Do they? He's oh, got that's some awesome. Really good ideas. Maybe I need to holler at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get them in here. Yeah, Herman can give you their. Yeah. I may have to get you to hook me up with them. Mm-hmm. They're really nice people. He first time he came in there, he said, "I bought Beefy's house." And I'm like, 
Okay. Yeah. And then he brought his wife back in the next time he came. He said, I told you they had everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been telling you you should. Yeah, you really do. You really do have <laughs> a little like, bit of everything. I didn't think they had this. I said, he said, and he was, I told you they had this. I told you, I told you. <laughs> we have a lot of people that come from Richmond and Bria and, and Irvin just to, just to shop and go across the road for a burger and. It's nice to... A shout-out to the Frosty It. They're, like, yeah. one of our biggest supporters. Yeah, oh, yeah that Frosty It is good <laughs> they, food. Yeah, they are. Their chuck wagons is so awesome. Oh, they call the cheeseburger. Yeah, it's uh, all good. The, the cheeseburger. Everything I like good. the cauliflower, but um, yeah. the banana they'll slit. come over and they'll say, yeah. well, Frosty It sent us over. Yeah. Some of the best eating in the county. really and is. Actually, we had some people come to get stuff from us, and Ashley wasn't there, and they had to wait. And I sent them to the Frosty yeah. Now they come up every Sunday, which the guy was from here, but the woman wasn't. They're yeah. from Maria or Richmond. Uh, they're, they're in Kingston. Kingston. They're kind of in between. Yeah. They come weekly. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's she, awesome. She went and got a burger, and she's hooked. It's nice to feel special like that. Yeah, that's awesome. It is good food. Mm-hmm. Shopping in uh, a meal right there right across the road. That's good. We try to help each other out. You got to. You got to. You I, mean, got, our, I mean, one of our, we had a cut, well, she's not a customer, she's a friend. She's actually the manager at the Family Dollar next door, and she was down there helping clean the store today. So it's great having a little community like it that. It is. I mean, that's exactly the same thing I do with this podcast. I get, uh, don't get me wrong, everybody that I have on this podcast, I'm interested in talking to and right. what they've got to say and stuff. But I'd be lying if I didn't say that, you know, this person may have an audience that mm-hmm. they they can put me in touch with. It, that's how it works. That's though. how everybody, it works. Yeah, you're you're an idiot if you don't take advantage of what other people have to offer you. Right. So. Yeah, this was a great opportunity. Yeah. That's huh? why I, I kept telling myself, well, this is going to be. And a it's nice to be able to speak our part and still be supportive of of the sober community. And oh yeah, yeah, I've got some more people coming on here in that community too. Uh, uh, I really look forward to hearing that, hearing their stories and stuff. Really good stuff. All right, folks, that's been uh, a good one, and we'll see you next time. Appreciate y'all listening. Bye bye.